Good morning, everyone. I'm Playbook co-author Ryan Lizza. It's Friday, August 11th. What's driving the day and the weekend is the Iowa State Fair, which began last night. Almost every Republican running for president is headed to Iowa for the fair, where they can indulge in some fried Twinkies and marvel at the statues of farm animals made out of butter. And if the past is any predictor, get caught in extremely embarrassing photos eating those unwieldy treats. There are two big events hosted by two Iowa political institutions, a literal soapbox sponsored by the Des Moines Register, and a conversation series hosted by the state's Republican governor, Kim Reynolds. Joining me from the road in Des Moines to chat about what has happened so far and what we can expect during the next few days is senior Washington correspondent and my playbook co-author and buddy, Rachel Bade. Hi, Rachel. How are you? How's Iowa? It's great, Ryan. I've got a uh, half-eaten turkey leg in my fridge in my hotel room. Uh, <laughs> That's from the fair? It, from the fair. Is it gross if I eat the rest for breakfast? I don't no, know. I don't think so. You need, you need, the, you need protein <laughs> as soon as you wake up. Um, so, all right, let's start with your day yesterday. You, I, I know you, uh, you started with the Ron DeSantis bus tour. Uh, give, us the, give us the highlights of that. Yeah, so I started in a, a small town in eastern Iowa, actually flew it to, to Grand Rapids, a, a place called Corville. And, and DeSantis basically gave, you know, gave his traditional stump speech talking about, you know, the economy hurting and Republicans needing to take back the White House from Joe Biden, leading into cultural issues and, you know, critical race theory, et cetera. It was a modest crowd, certainly not a Trump-sized rally, but I would say probably about a hundred people showed up at this bar in this, you know, small town. Uh, DeSantis came in, he was holding his daughter on his shoulders, you know, Casey was there um, holding their other two kids. And it was clear that like, he had a lot of followers in the crowd, if people were not committed to him, they were certainly DeSantis curious. The loudest applause actually came when he talked about suspending that local prosecutor just a few days ago, which Democrats had blasted him for. Well, the crowd there loved it. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, DeSantis clearly has some work to do in Iowa. He's got people who are interested, uh, but there were also a lot of Trump supporters there. So he's still got that challenge. Um, all right. So after uh, the outing with DeSantis, you hit the the state fair. Um, tell us what candidates uh, were hanging out there and what they had to say. Yeah. So Governor Bergeron was the first candidate who was at the fair this for Wait, for, for <laughs> even for playbook listeners, just remind everyone who Governor Bergeron is. <laughs> Uh, he's leading North Dakota. So there you go. So Bergram was the first candidate there. And he obviously did the political soapbox as is tradition. He did uh, Governor Kim Reynolds fireside chat, as you mentioned in the intro. Um, and you could really see him trying to connect with voters. He talked about, you know, being from North Dakota, it's basically like Iowa. He talked about growing up in a town of like 300 people and his wife uh, and her family selling John Deere parts. Um, and he sort of pitched himself as the guy who could be you know, the operational guy uh, in Washington, obviously, it's a business background, very successful. Um, and of course, he uh, flipped pork chops with the governor and enjoyed things like a root beer float. And one thing I thought that was sort of interesting about him is he made this argument that, look, you know, he's not high in the polls or anything. He's not a big name, but don't count me out. And he, you know, pointed to candidates of the past, like Ted Cruz, uh, Santorum Huckabee, who were sort of polling in the single digits early on, and some who ended up, you know, winning Iowa. Listen to, you know, what I've done in my own state. And I did run into one voter who told me she was convinced by him. She was actually able to tell me exactly how much he cut from his budget. 
Oh, wow. Those are the Iowa voters I love. <laughs> yeah, they could host this podcast. I mean, the level of knowledge there is incredible. It really is. And then, Rachel, Mike Pence was was hanging out there. Were, were Bergam or Pence on the Iowa, you know, the Des Moines Register soapbox, or just this was kind of a, a separate thing? So they both did the soapbox. They did uh, the soapbox. Okay, that's yeah. right. Pence so what did Pence second? have to say? Uh, Pence, you know, he, people, there was a crowd there. People applauded politely. Um, and he sort of argued to people that he needs to reintroduce himself and that they don't actually know him well. Um, which I actually heard someone behind me say that that's not true. We know him really well. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, but I mean, the most colorful part of his whole speech was actually during, um, the Q and a session. There was a guy who yelled, uh, why did you commit treason on January 6th? It turns out that that guy was a Democrat who was started trying to stir up trouble, but it huh. made one person in the crowd get really angry, stand up and tell that person to shut your mouth and shut the F up. Um, and it like, it caused like the stir in the crowd and Pence, you know, he spent at least, you know, a minute, maybe more talking about what he did on January 6th and why he chose the constitution over Trump and defending himself. And, you know, I was kind of expecting people to boo because I knew there were actually, you know, Trump people in the crowd. Nobody did. Although the moderator, you know, before he got up was like, listen, let's show our Iowa nice and not be heckling people. So maybe that was why I will say, you know, while people did, you know, politely applause for him, I didn't find any people in the crowd uh, who were committed Pence supporters. And in fact, there was a couple behind me who told me before he started that, you know, they were there to listen to him, but they found him weak. And they ended up walking away halfway oh, through and said to me as they were walking away, this is boring. So uh, there was another guy in the back who yelled a question to him, how is life treating you since Tucker Carlson ruined your career? And Pence was, he was a good sport about it. He talked about Ukraine and why he thought it was so important to stand up to Vladimir Putin. But, you know, there wasn't a lot of applause for that line, actually. And then he was also heckled and called a traitor on the way to do a radio hit. So, I mean, it was, it was a little bit of a rough uh, day for him, I would say. And today we're going to hear more from Pence. So we'll see if it's a little smoother. He's going to be doing the fireside chat with uh, Governor Reynolds. So we'll see how the crowd reacts to that. That is really interesting. All right, all right, Rachel. What's up next? What are you looking forward to um, in the in the days ahead uh, out there? So today, uh, obviously, Pence will be out again. I believe he's going to be visiting the butter cow today um, with the two <laughs> senators, um, Republican senators, by his side. Nikki Haley is also going to be in town uh, doing a number of interviews, and she'll be doing the soapbox on Saturday. Uh, Saturday's main event, Ron DeSantis will be here. He's going to be doing the fireside chat with Reynolds. Uh, But of course, the day that he chooses to show up is also the day uh, Donald Trump has announced that he's going to be flying in and talking to voters. And not only that, he's bringing a posse of none other than a number of Florida Republicans who have endorsed him over DeSantis, including several who really don't like DeSantis and will be talking to voters about why they shouldn't support him. Yeah. And he's not doing the soapbox. And as we, you know, as we were talking about yesterday, he's not doing the soapbox or Governor Reynolds fireside or I think the fair, fair side chats. So he's kind of creating his own spectacle outside of the official ones out there, huh? As he is wont to do, that's right. 
Um, Rachel, thank you so much. You can read more about Rachel's reporting from Iowa in the newsletter today and also an interview that I did with the GOP chairman of uh, out in Iowa, Jeff Kaufman. Rachel, uh, have a have a great weekend out there and please bring back um, your favorite fried um, delicacy, um, maybe a fried Twinkie or a fried Snickers bar for if the team. If I tried, it wouldn't make it to the airport. <laughs> And for your schedule today, the House and the Senate are out, and President Biden heads to the beach in Delaware for the weekend at 6 o'clock. I'm Ryan Lizza. Thanks for listening.